Hello, everybody. Welcome to the I Disagree podcast. I am Jordan Coburn. And I'm Steve Shuster. There you go. Welcome, everybody. Uh, I feel like we have a few new listeners, perhaps. We got a shout out from the sister, well, not sister podcast, I guess. More like a, a cousin podcast. More like a mother podcast. The Yeah, the podcast mm. that bore me. We've talked about this before. Uh, and mm. be bored. And they... I was going to say, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't find it boring at all. <laughs> I thought you did a great job on this show. I appreciate that. Thank you, Steve. Um, <laughs> way to yes and. and I, but <laughs> I, I think that... <clears throat> We may have some new listeners this week, so uh, welcome, and you all might remember Steve, the other host, from an episode of Daily Beans where he came on and provided a point of view that was not the same as the one that we typically had on the podcast, and he got a bunch of shit for it, and everyone really fucking hated him, and so he's here forever now, if you want to come back and <laughs> to hear him all the time. He's the best. I think Steve is the best. He's a dear friend of mine. He has a libertarian, if I can kind of, you know, put you into a box like that, libertarian views in general, uh, but he is very fair and funny and smart, and I think you will enjoy hearing him and hearing us talk, so just give him a chance, newbies. Thanks, Jordan. Of course. And hello again, everyone. (laughs) Some people are just shuddering at the same time. But if you're new... The concept of I disagree is it's what it sounds like. Steve and I disagree with each other fundamentally on a lot of things politically. And we started this podcast to sort of, you know, fuck around and uh, be serious at times, too, and just talk about topics, you know, big and small that we disagree on. And I think you all are going to enjoy it. And thank you so much for checking this podcast out. I absolutely love Muller Shrew and I would love the Daily Beans and I will love them forever, but it was just time to move on. Life changes and you know, that is a constant, you know? Sorry, it's the most cliche thing ever. I couldn't say it in a normal voice. I had to say I had to say it like an idiot. Anyways. I know it whenever you're gonna say anything cringe, you have to go into like uh I'm doing a mocking voice so you don't take my cringy words seriously. Yes, I do do that. I feel like I don't sound as nerdy as you just did. But yes, I'm more going for like the I put sage in my butthole and light it and dance around kind of way, you know? Like Buffalo Bill with a dick, but like with sage, you know? A sage dick just burning in my thighs. That's kind of how I imagine that whole scene happening. Um but Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, here we go. We're 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 gonna we're gonna keep it keep it rolling, everybody. Let's start this thing. Our first segment is our uh, I disagree mail segment, and this is when listeners write into the show after they have heard opinions from either Steve or myself that they disagree with or sometimes agree with, and it's an agree mail segment. But uh, honestly, typically, it's a, it's a disagree mail segment, and it's usually against Steve, which means it's my favorite segment. So let's get into it. I disagree mail. Well, I tell you what, Jordan is not lying because we had some hot flames come in from the listeners this week. And this happens every single time I trash the city of San Francisco. Just millions of people rush in in defense of the city. And I, guys, I get it. That- I, That's what you get for attacking the most densely populated city in California, Steve. But uh, I, look, I get it. I've been there too. I see how great it was and how great it could be. But you cannot look down on the streets and tell me, 
oh yeah, I'd love to bring my family here. This seems like a safe place. Give me a break. But anyway, let, let, let's get to our, let's get to some of our listeners. So the first one comes in from Claire and we all know Claire. <laughs> we do all know Claire. She is our our Hall of Fame hater for the show, <laughs> and she will actually she'll actually be guesting on the show next week as a as a Patreon perk. So in that fun, yes, she will. I cannot wait. Holy shit, I cannot <laughs> wait for Claire and Steve to duke it out. Watch me and her wind up being the ones that disagree. Anyways, <laughs> you never know because she she is with me on Cobra Kai, but that's neither here nor there. So Claire says. Steve Shustick, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I missed <laughs> off to a great start already. I miss living in San Francisco so bad, and it's actually way better caring for people who are homeless than any other city. One, at 7 p.m., it is illegal to be on a street in a tent. Two, the punishment for this is being taken to a shelter. After they made this law, the city became so much calmer at night, and it wasn't discriminatory. Persons who needed shelter get shelter at 7 p.m., and no one takes the tent. They just can't be staked out overnight. I paid an unbelievable amount of of property taxes twenty thousand dollars just for san francisco shelters to keep giving more and more to building and opening those shelters because real estate developers are such fucking dicks about refusing to take those contracts so blah i hate living in la even though i'm from here it's not related to people on the street it's just because there's nothing nice to see or place to go as opposed to every single day for eight years being the most beautiful day again and again mm. so okay claire so she, she's doing the, she's doing the old the old bait and switch the old uh the old <laughs> the old straw man you know what i mean like Oh yeah, if you're gonna compare San Francisco to Los Angeles, yeah, Los Los Angeles, I truly. So I I disagree with you, Steve, on the hating on San Francisco. I do believe that they do a way better job at addressing issues that affect people experiencing homelessness and the people themselves. I do. I think they do a way better job than than so many other cities. I do think L.A. is an actual shithole, though. Name what? Okay, well. Name one city that, that, that San Francisco does a better job of handling their homelessness crisis. Than. Well, for what? for example, you know, their solutions to people that are addicted to opiates. They provide, like, safe banks for people to get methadone in ways that are sanitary and are going to keep spreading, you know, all these diseases that are transmitted by needles. They do a lot of harm reduction policies that other cities don't do. Uh, there's like, like Claire, Claire said, I think that's, that's fucking, that's really cool. I didn't know that they did that at 7 PM. You're basically like forced to go to a shelter essentially. That's pretty sick. But here's the thing. When's the last time you were on the, the streets of San Francisco after 7 PM? That's a great question. I mean, probably when we did well, our- I've been, rec- uh, okay, <laughs> I've been okay. recently and I'm going to tell you, uh, whatever that policy is she's, that she's talking about, that they ain't implementing it because I'm talking about I'm. And here, here's another thing that San Francisco does when you, when you when you talk about how fucking crazy their streets are. People that live in San Francisco that rush to its defense be like, oh, uh, you were in the you were in the Tenderloin district, man. You got to get outside the Tenderloin. That's just downtown. And it's like, yeah, of course. W- you know where every hotel is isn't if you want to stay in san francisco you have to stay in hell really like that all the pretty much go go to go to hotels go to hotels.com and try to find a hotel in san francisco and you're going to see all the red dots clustered in like a, around the downtown area right. like by tenderloin interesting every time i've gone there i guess i've always i've never stayed in tenderloin and i've been there i mean not- well the borders are loose. 
I don't know where, where the, the what street. Loose. I don't know what street the cutoff is, but all of I mean, I I spent a, a a good deal of time in that city on a business trip, and I wasn't just downtown. I was going to different parts, and downtown is the worst. Downtown is an absolute nightmare. Right. But I mean, I I saw the the, the tent cities and open heroin use, and every street smelt like poop, no matter where I went. I do. And the tenderloin is a neighborhood in downtown, but all of downtown is bad. Well, I have heard that tenderloin. You know, people will just say, you know. <clears throat> like just don't stay in the tenderloin if you go or like don't walk around alone at night and stuff so i have heard that so I, i'm i'm kind of you aware. have no choice though i'm kind of aware of that yeah i don't i but i do feel like this argument is interesting because it, it puts people in in between two places one place being you need to constantly be pushing your officials to do more about fixing the homelessness problem uh ergo our entire last episode on the other side san francisco is like a beacon of liberal progressive ideals that has walked the oh, walk for fucking ever. So it's like, don't fucking hate on that shit, dude. They're doing better. Well, don't don't knock the temple. It's sacrilegious. <laughs> Not to you, because you're a fucking snake man. I'm talking about the, <laughs> I'm talking about the thing on the libertarian flag. Not, don't tread on <laughs> it. You have very solid morals. I mean, outside of whatever pitfalls your political ideology has but yeah (laughs) claire's not the only one that got pissed at you right oh yeah so i got a i got a tweet from uh from our user uh uh monterosa who's a regular listener he's 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 a quiet humble man too he just kind (laughs) of drops in every now and then makes a couple mild-mannered remarks and and but i'll say this his his comment first of all he said he said uh san francisco has its problems but it's not hell on earth in my humble opinion, that right there tells you this guy, he's so humble. And you know why? Why? The man was a Marine. Ah. Do you know that? Man was a Marine. And I also think, thank you for your service. Yeah. But thank you, Ref. Keep in mind, you might have a skewed perspective based on what you've seen in life. Like, I'm sure San Francisco is not Fallujah. Interesting. Interesting point. <laughs> Interesting. He also lives there, though. Right. I do have to agree with you wholeheartedly. Raphael is a very humble, and relatively quiet and just very reasonable person. He's great. He's been mm-hmm. a long time, long time supporter of all the pods. Raphael, shout out, you're the best. Uh, but yeah, I do think that isn't, you do bring up an interesting point. How much digging on his background did you do, Steve? Well, it's just on his Twitter bio. Oh, got it, got it. Talking. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, well, I'm, I'm assuming USMC stands for yes. United States Marine yes, Corps. Yes, yes. It might mean something else. Okay, no, no, no. 100%. You're correct. Yes. Um, I was just imagining anytime someone shits on you, you're like, I will find everything about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, okay. You just go on like Liam Neeson on the rest. <laughs> <Right. laughs> no, I just looked at his Twitter bio. He, he, he seems like a really interesting dude because he, he's, 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 uh, I'm assuming he's he's probably pretty progressive, but he's also Marine who lives in San Francisco. So I imagine he's got some really wild perspectives on things that. Yeah. You know, hey, if anybody, how many, how many Marines live in San Francisco? He might be the only one. Raphael, if you want to come on the podcast and you want to go to that Patreon tier or if someone wants to sponsor Raphael to come on the Patreon tier, we're super open to temporary Patreon sponsorships. So people can come on the podcast and talk to us because I th- I think you're so right. I'm sure he has a lot of interesting views, and I do think that that is a really cool thing that the other podcast sort of brought us because you know Allison, she's a veteran and she's super liberal, 
And it created this safe community space for liberals who had served and, you know, some many of which continue to serve. And there's a lot of complexity that I don't think I personally afforded people in the military previously because I grew up in Mm -hmm. such like a liberal bubble, you know, of a family and friend group that was always associating the military just with the military industrial complex and like didn't really leave a lot of room for for different kinds of people that would exist there so i think you're totally you're totally right on that one and yeah maybe he has seen some shit in san francisco's like nothing (laughs) nothing compared (laughs) yeah but i i will humbly defer to the marine in the conversation so i'm sorry for shitting on your hometown please don't murder (laughs) (laughs) please don't murder me oh god um he just did like paperwork (laughs) just kidding he doesn't look like the type of guy that did paperwork he looks like he looks pretty jacked in all the photos yeah. of him. He looks like a guy that really fucking did it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but seriously, thank you for your service. And thank you for everyone's service that is listening, that has served. Or has family members that served. Okay. Do we have other agree mails or disagree mails? Uh, we got some follow ups from. Uh, so th- this isn't a good follow up. And uh, another good reason to become a patron, because you kind of get some insider scoops on some things. So I brought this up in the Disagroupies uh, Facebook page. So if you listened to the show last week, you didn't hear it if you listened to it on Spotify or Apple. But if you listened to it on the Patreon pre-release, you did. Because when we originally recorded the episode, we thought it'd be a good idea to tell listeners to go on Twitter and bug our council member Chris Ward from District Three, San Diego. Uh, to, hey, your streets are a disaster. Do something. Go on the I disagree pod. Mm-hmm. Then after we recorded the episode, we we're like, you know, maybe we shouldn't tell random Twitter trolls to go fuck with the yeah, you know, like some pitiful attempt at being anonymous or something. <laughs> right, and, it, I, and we didn't know what people were going to say. And you know how people are online, so we so we edit we edited out of the release, but we forgot to edit it out of the pre-release on Patreon. And so our Patreon supporters heard it, and several of y'all did hit up Chris Ward on Twitter, and we want to say thank you to you guys for heeding the call and for being respectful about it. Mm-hmm. Because the only reason we took it out to begin with is we thought people were going to go in there, guns blazing, cussing them out, and dropping C-bombs and shit. <laughs> and you guys didn't. So thank you. C-bombs? Please tell me that. I mean, that's what we all think it is, right? Yeah. Perfect. Moving what on. I think it is? Um, yeah. Kent? Yeah. <laughs> that's a K-bomb. Perfect. Wait, what? Hey. I thought you said can't. Oh, no, 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 no. That was me just saying cunt in a funny way. Again, anytime I oh, say no, something. No, no, ooh, ooh, edit, edit. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> why would we take out cunt? Why wouldn't we? <laughs> we got... No, why wouldn't oh, we? Oh, okay, cool. Okay. I was like, wait, Steve, who are you? <laughs> what are we talking You about? seem very pro cunt. <laughs> yes. All right. Anyways, sorry. Interrupting. Yes. Uh, And so I want to thank Claire, Eric, and Nicholas Chatham and anybody else that we missed who who respectfully reached out to Chris Ward on Twitter. And uh, Nicholas Chatham in particular has been hilarious uh, on his interactions with Chris Ward. Because like I said in the last one, anytime Chris Ward tweets anything that's not directly related to the homelessness crisis in San Diego, I hit him up on Twitter like, what's this got to do with anything? And that's what, that's what Nicholas Chatham has been doing to Chris Ward all week on Twitter. So Chris Ward posted something about like gyms being back open or something in San Diego. And so Nicholas Chatham says to uh, Chris Ward D3 and Kevin Faulkner, mayor of San Diego. <laughs> yes. <laughs> tagged them both. <laughs> Went hard. I love it. 
He says, until you and your entire operation pay attention to the homelessness and mental health issues in your district, as referenced in the at I disagree pod by at Steve Shustick, then I don't give a damn about gyms and parks. I think you should reach out to Steve. He can move mountains. Hashtag Steve. Uh. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude, he's such a homie, man. <laughs> what a homie. Hell yes. I count that as an agree mail. <laughs> yeah, that's an agree Yes. Yes. He, uh, he also, well... Yeah, he's so, like, down for the bit, too. It's the best. I love I love listeners that are down for the bit. Also, this bit happens to live adjacent to democracy and change that is desperately mm. needed. So thank you, Nicholas, for taking on the challenge. And, uh, yeah, everybody else, don't worry about it because we, we just, we, we don't, you know, we're not we're not telling you to hit up Chris Ward on Twitter. We're not telling you not to hit up Chris Ward on Twitter. But if you're going to and you want to reference the I disagree pod, just make sure you keep it firm but respectful, like like Nicholas Chatham did here. Precisely. Like that. Precisely. We love that. Yeah. And and I mean, it was all birthed out of a very real thing, which is like the homelessness crisis in San Diego is so fucking horrible. And Chris Ward is the the guy who's, you know, the city council member for that district. And so it's just like, fix the fucking problem, dude. It's, yeah, it's a- there's, there's no one else for us to yell at, but you. Right. Right. And then it's like all the burden winds up falling on all these other groups. And it, it's just, it's not sustainable. It never was. And I personally, as a constituent of his district, haven't seen evidence of exactly what you're looking for, which is a continued, like, really, really strong effort to truly uh, help fix the problem. So, mm-hmm. yes. All right. Yeah, they he, he made some some tweet, like, uh, about how they're retrofitting some hotels to put the homeless people in, and it's going to be up to 400 people. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't even... It, who who would even notice a difference? Four hundred people. Yeah, there's like nine thousand, and that's just what the the count says. And I'll bet it's double that. I disagree. I feel like you have to celebrate small wins too. Yeah, sure, but I feel like that's all they do. They get their little hey, look, I can put this on my campaign ad. Hey, I did a thing, and now okay, next run for state assembly. It's like okay, you you took care of like two percent of the problem, man. Like there's a absolute um, if w- w- like if, if there was an earthquake we want it i can't think of a good analogy gah. Gah. that's why we don't make the big bucks <laughs> or analogy dry dry as a hero wife puss if, if there was an earthquake and every every damn building in in downtown san diego collapsed and there was just like gas explosions everywhere and he's like, we rebuilt one building. Right. Would be like, oh, okay, yeah. Totally. Oh, you did it, Chris. Yeah, totally. Uh, do better. <laughs> Just fucking do better. If there's any chance in hell that maybe maybe you have a daughter or a niece or something that listens to us and, and she can be the rebellious Conway of the family and be like, hey, you piece of shit, listen to these guys. They know what's have up. You, you fucking... Have you been fucked this trauma? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great <clears throat> um what do you think about all that about sorry about oh the conway shit uh, what do i think about it it's the best shit ever 
You know what? It's just like, yeah, you know what I think about it? My God, they're complete. They, they honestly, truly what I believe is I think that these two people had a marriage, have a marriage on a political track. Clearly they decided to self immolate, light the whole thing on fire and be like, this will be fucking great for us collectively. I think it was very calculated. There's no way that it's not some sort of like, or maybe not calculated, but at the very least, like, yeah, this will be, this will be, you know, head turning and this is fine and shit. And then I think finally their daughter like actually called them on their shit and was just like, dude, this is not okay. This is not a fucking game. And then they were like, okay, yeah, we kind of have to have a come to Jesus moment on this because oops, the devil's here. I think <laughs> I think that's how that all went down. It's just, it's just so crazy just watching a family like self-destruct in real time on Twitter is hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I fuck, I mean, I, I don't I don't know about her, but the the mom and dad, fuck both of them. I agree, honestly. Fuck her for 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 obviously being a Trump toady, and fuck him for just being so goddamn disrespectful to his wife for the past three years. Yeah, that's like, been hella weird. Fa- Yo, you're trolling your wife's boss on Twitter. Yeah, forget take the politics out of it. That's just completely inappropriate and, and disrespectful. Right, right. We made like, we uh, Ag used to like make these jokes about how it was just like bringing the whole world into their like cuck state of mind like some weird fucking uh-huh. sexual thing they had going on in the room that they were just forcing on everybody that was watching i yeah i think we're we're totally we're in total agreement on that shit um but yes do we have do we have one more follow-up to our disagreement segment oh we, we we actually have one from a from a new patron yes become a patron everybody a today at patreon.com slash i disagree podcast I said everyone. That's not realistic. One person. <laughs> we get we get one patron. That would be fucking sick, everybody. Truly. It has it is a very fun community we're building here. It's just people that like to have, you know, discourse in a way that's like lighthearted and funny and stuff. And I'm sure as the podcast grows, we'll start getting more people that are like truly conservative in there and things might get a little bit dicey but that's the whole point we want people <laughs> we want people to be able to to truly like talk to each other and hear each other out anyways okay did you find the thing well that, that yeah i did actually and that's that's kind of leads into the second part of her email so this is from aren't her or he i don't know Ar- arnie and anry rydan i don't know i hope i'm saying that right anry uh but she's this person says, I just finished listening to the episode in which you and Steve talked about chiropractors, and I want to give you a bit of unsolicited advice and an interesting bit of chiropractic trivia. First, the trivia. The very first epistle chiropractic adjustment that was ever done was to correct hearing loss. First of all, did you know that? No. What? Wow. For context. How's that work? Yeah, for context, we had talked about chiropractors. Was it last episode or two episodes ago? Might have been two ago. Yeah. Anyways. Yes, totally. Steve. And the general consensus was you were I'm on open. board. You were just personally scared yes. of open but scared. Them fu- and That's me, my I was calling in general. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And, open but scared. Open but scared. Okay, sorry. And yours is what? I stepped on I stepped on your whole life. 
Oh, I was just, just going to call shenanigans on the whole thing. I think it's it's quackery and they're just cracking bones. So Anne says that this is, I'm, I'm going to summarize because it's it's a long post, but she says basically that's correct if you go to a chiropractor and you're just cracking your bones. But you, you got to find one that does actual real follow-up. And, and she gives a, she gives a good recommendation for a Dr. Olivia Chang Ooh. in La Jolla. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah. So if you guys are in the San Diego area and you want to get your bones cracked, give Olivia Chang a call. Y'all crack a bones. <laughs> they all crack a bone. But then she goes on to say, she says, Steve, I have to tell you how much I appreciate your perspectives. Ooh. I'm very, yeah, I'm very aligned with Jordan, progressive liberal. I heard about I disagree from Jordan on Mueller, she wrote. Uh, so in my social media bubble, I don't get to hear many intelligent ideas that differ from mine. In an early episode of I Disagree, you said something about we don't have true capitalism in the U.S. because true capitalism doesn't bail out failing corporations and businesses. I had honestly never heard that before. Since then, I've heard you say many things that made me consider issues from a different perspective. So I want to thank you for that. You two make a great team, and I've enjoyed listening to all the episodes. Much love. Oh, my God. Dude, this opens up my heart. How do you feel? Uh, that was just the, the, uh, a heartwarming agreement. Yeah. I love that. It opens up my heart in a way that potentially I see someone slipping to the other side. Like if I raised a child <laughs> and then watched them like walk into their first day of being a prison guard, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what if you were indirectly responsible for me red pilling a whole bunch of people? <laughs> well, that is the gamble we take. I'm just kidding. I, I, I truly do love that because. I do believe that echo chambers are a problem and I do believe that you're a very smart person and you do bring perspectives that are different and you have to examine all perspectives because if you want to come to a sustainable solution that's not just based on wherever the mindset is of one group out of two at that one point in time, the chances of that being a really sustainable change that will last, you know, I think are smaller. So I'm with her and or them. I don't think the pronouns were established. And uh, yeah, I think I'm appreciate. I know I am appreciative of you bringing those perspectives. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your perspectives as well. Hell yeah, and I I appreciate this perspective of Anri. Like sincerely, that is kind of like the point of the podcast mm -hmm. is we're supposed to be able to talk about different shit and disagree and still have it be civil and fun. So I'm glad that uh, people are picking up on that and seem to be enjoying it. Me and if, uh, if I can, if I can flip a couple people here and there, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> God. Well, uh, with all that nice shit out of the way, let's get into the arguing with the warm up. All right. So yeah, this is the warm up segment where patrons can submit silly topics for us to fight about. So you can hit us up if you're at the five dollar tier above at at the I disagree. Oh, I'm sorry. Patreon.com slash I disagree podcast. And by the way, we got a couple new patrons who want to say thank you to. So thank you, Brandy Reynolds. And thank you, Paul, also known as me. That's his avatar. Me. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks me. And thanks, Brandy. <laughs> and so our first warm up topic comes from regular contributor, Eric Mickelson, who says that scientists have concluded that the the average person farts 20 times a day including in their sleep are you are you above, above or below the norm wow it truly depends on the day obviously not for me <laughs> really are you above oh my god if if i only farted 20 times in a 24-hour period i'd go to the doctor because i think something's wrong <laughs> 
<laughs> what do you eat? If it does my diet has no effect on it. I'm just I'm just a gas man. That's healthy then. Also, best superhero for a Marvel obsessed <laughs> person. Um, just comic obsessed person. That's that's uh that's good. I think that's good. Farting a lot, I think, is good. Unless it smells what? like awful. I can't I can't judge. Can you not judge? I can't judge because they're all delicious to Have me. Have you no self-awareness or no self-criticism? <laughs> You don't you don't think your farts smell good? Mm. I mean, there's definitely the whole like your own brand thing, but in general, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> the shit doesn't stink thing for sure. I think it's like honestly though, I think that whole thing like your farts not smelling or like your own your own shit not smelling. That's uh, and we're in it, folks. Uh, here you go. Welcome into the fart stuff immediately. I think that the the real reason why it's like less disgusting is because at least it's your own germs. It's not that you like the smell of your own farts. It's like, well, at least this is me, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not someone else's like, God knows where they've been or what they've put in their mouth farts. For all well, you know, yeah, you're, yeah, you're getting particles of like, I don't know, expired milk or something. That's so gross. <laughs> But- well, it's like whenever whenever you're with one of your friends and they fart, you just be like, oh, great, Tyler. Now I know what the inside of your asshole smells Dude, like. Dude, Tyler is such a farter. So true. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sorry, guys. Or no one even apologizes. They just do it, which is actually my favorite. I love unabashed farting. That's that's truly best. But yeah, farting, I, I mean, I feel like I don't, you know, when I was a kid. If you had to guess, if you had to estimate how many times a day. I mean, going off of memory. How many times have you farted today? That's what I'm trying to recall. I don't know. It's not as much of an event as I used to make it as a kid. When I was a kid, I used to go, guys, guys, listen, listen, listen. Every time. (laughs) Every time. So it was like, whatever was going to happen, it was like a whole freaking thing. I'd like put my leg up. I'd like pose. I'd like do a whole freaking thing. Now, you just kind of like let it go shamefully, mostly alone into your snow leopard car seat. Um, that's very specific. Yeah, that's it's just... very real. Ten times, maybe? Maybe ten? Maybe I farted ten times today? How many? See, how, how many times? Yeah, shit. Twice. How many poop? Do you two poops a day? Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's yeah, good. I'm at least. I'm at least two poops. That's, at least. That's great. I think you have a very healthy GI tract. You think so? Because it's just pushing shit. Yeah, out. No, it's just. I think that's actually out. how it's supposed to go. Literally. The farts are concerning. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think you're fine, <laughs> unless they're like rancid. I think you're truly fine, actually. Eh. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're agreeing on or disagreeing on here. Um, I guess we're disagreeing on your own health. I'm telling you uh, it's fine and you're disagreeing and saying, no, I'm dying on the inside. <laughs> well, that's what it seems because at some point it's like, where is all of this coming from? You know, it's still matter. Gas is, is, is a form of matter. And like, is it just creating shit out of the blue? Is like you mean shit or the gas? The gas. Okay, Where's it okay. coming from? You have to be specific with this I conversation. Didn't, I didn't swallow any gas. I didn't eat any gas. Well, the thing Where's is, it coming from? You pro- I disagree. You probably did swallow gas. That's a very common thing. People, we're swallowing gas all the time. At any given time, we've got a bunch of gas just like 
lodged all up in our fucking tubes. So are you saying when I fart, I'm just farting out someone else's fart that I inhaled earlier? Could be. I mean, it depends on how far you think farts travel, I guess. But if you want to be like real hippie about it, yes, we are all one. One fart We're all is farts. all fart. Have you seen that episode of Rick and Morty when he's like, I am fart, and it's like this super high being that's like, uh, or wait, no, someone, someone calls him fart or something, and he's like, I like this word, fart. That's how it goes. Anyways, uh, that's a stupid reference. No one's going to know. But yes, I I think uh, I think 20 times a day is including in your sleep. I mean, I would love to. I'm going to set up a recorder by my ass just to see how much <laughs> I sleep so I can see if the number is okay. Uh, but I think... I think uh, I think I would agree that that's that's a healthy amount. That's that's pretty on par. And I would disagree with you that you think it's an issue. I think you're fine. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks for thanks for noticing. Of course, <laughs> love a good art topic. What's our next warm up topic? And this next one comes from also from Eric, and he says, "Are we over signaling cultural appropriation?" And I'm going to assume that this is in reference to that Adele photo that's been circulating. Probably. Have you seen that photo? I have. What do you think? I think uh, she's lost a lot of weight. Good for her. Okay, let's not bring that into it. I disagree. She has! Okay, yes. She looks great! Yes, she's... This is the problem. This is part of the cycle. I'm just going to tell you this, Steve. Seriously. I knew it was going to set you off when I said <laughs> Yes! I'm taking the bait. 100%. Right. Do you know why that's fucked up, kind of? Uh, what commenting that she's lost yes. weight? Yes, and saying she looks great. I'm I'm sure it has something to do with fat shaming or something, right? Yes, I appreciate your dismissive attempt at understanding, but yes, it's it's ahem, seriously though. I have to get my serious voice on. Part of <laughs> part of why eating disorders happen and continue to happen is because of the positive reinforcement that you get when you drop weight really fast or like really drastically and so then it creates this cycle where you feel like you're more worthy and you get more positive attention when you are skinnier and then you want to like keep going down that path and it keeps going and going and going and if you struggle with your relationship with food that's reinforcing a really unhealthy dynamic that's based purely on how other people see you mostly so in the future i challenge you to just like never comment on someone's weight are we pretending like it's it's not unhealthy to to be obese we don't have to it's not even about like what someone was like before it's about commenting on a change that is historically a healthy change but it's unfor but a lot of people don't get that way like in a healthy way like the fact just saying the fact that she even struggled you know with being like overweight in the in the first place you know because that was like a struggle that she's talked about that's why i'm labeling it a struggle it's it's usually indicative of an unhealthy relationship with food something that you struggle with in your brain you know 
Right. But well, I mean, the reason I brought it up is because, I mean, it's a noticeable, noticeable change. Like, I, I don't follow Adele. I'm not a fan. So I didn't even know it was her when that that photo was going around. I was like, who is this woman they're talking about? And when I found out it was Adele, my literal natural reaction was, wow, she lost a lot of weight. Good for her. Right. She looks way healthier now. That's a good thing. Right. Yeah. I know it is kind of complicated because it's like objectively, yes, your organs are probably functioning in a better way assuming you got that way in a healthy way but get this steve a lot of, uh-huh. and i'm not saying this is what happened to adele at all and i'm not trying to project that onto her at all i'm purely speaking from this history of like you know diet culture and eating disorders and stuff a lot of the times people that drop weight really fast they do it in unhealthy ways that actually leave your organs more unhealthy than they were previously because you've starved yourself you're binging all of these things that people will do to try to drop weight really quickly. And it's actually possible that they're struggling the most they ever have health wise. Yeah. I mean, I agree with all that. Sure. I'm just saying I'm not reading that deeply into it. When I see a picture of someone who was formerly known for being overweight, not being overweight and being in a bikini, that's just my, my reaction is like, I isn't, Oh, I wonder what kind of, I hope she's not, anorexic i'm just like wow someone has taken control of their health and maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe she is like binging and purging and that's how she lost all that weight but that is beside the point what about cultural appropriation yes i know <laughs> that, that just completely freaking one comment just sends us all like that was all by design too i knew uh, i knew if i commented on her weight it would just <laughs> of course it was but seriously i seriously hope that that sticks in your brain in some in some way you know that you think about commenting on anyone's weight male female or however they identify sure i mean i'm not going up to people like hey you need to lose weight right (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't doing that to begin with but even the act of like yeah giving someone that positive reinforcement can actually be pretty triggering and can actually like reinforce some bad stuff i bet a bunch of people disagree with what i'm saying right now I was going to say, couldn't, I mean, what you're saying is I'm sure true in a lot of cases, but couldn't the reverse also be true? That if you, wow, maybe that, maybe that could inspire a lot of other people who are overweight to, to go to the gym and get healthy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reality is like a lot of people, how any individual reacts to it is entirely up to them. Right. You fucking libertarian. You would say that shit, (laughs) 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 but yeah, I mean, totally it is. It is very, very possible and very common that people would uh, take that sort of positive reinforcement and continue down like a healthier path. Although it's still based off of someone else's external opinion about how they look. And that's just kind of shitty in general too. I mean, how much, how much does uh, the passing of Chadwick Boseman make you want to hit the gym now when when you realize like that dude had cancer and was in that shape? Yeah. Like, yeah how did he look that good and accomplish all that while battling colon cancer and like i can't even yeah he's <laughs> truly amazing i went on a run two weeks ago i felt really good about it yeah <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know what the fuck i know dude that that was like so tragic but yeah rest in peace fucking rad rad person huge loss Anyways, cultural appropriation uh oh yeah it's about her hair or something right yeah i mean I honestly don't know enough about the whole situation. I just know that at first glance, it doesn't look good and it doesn't look good to me. Maybe that's kind of the question Eric is asking is like the fact that it doesn't look good to me. Is that instinct too much? Because. Hold to clarify, when you say it doesn't look good, do you mean that's not a good look or you find it 
uh, like aesthetically, aesthetic, aesthetically <laughs> no, no, no. Unappealing. it's not a good look okay. in these times for a white woman to be effectively dressing up in garb that and and yeah hairdress and uh stylistically things that are not from white women it's just not a good look yeah i don't care of course you don't <laughs> why would i care why would anyone care and where like what are the rules then like are like where where do you draw the line are 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 black people allowed to allowed to wear like whitewashed jeans with like fake holes in the knees like bon jovi well or is that uh, corporally approach appropriating new jersey <laughs> I, like how, how, what are the fucking rules <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah i i love that question because there's an answer to it <laughs> those are okay. those are the best questions or at least an answer right. that has been uh that i have learned okay Cultural appropriation, it's kind of, it's very similar to the concept of racism. I mean, it falls under the umbrella of racism very much, which is that it's it's people that are typically in the colonizing position historically, in the oppressor position, right? Dressing up, essentially, in the oppressed, oppressees, <laughs> that's not a word, uh, the people that are being oppressed historically, dressing dressing like they do or acting like they do and so it's incredibly offensive because white people dress up in the garb that they use as tropes to diminish the value of the culture of those people that are oppressed and have been oppressed does that make sense so it's like a one yeah. way, it's like a one-way thing right Always, it's always a, the, 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 either either the rules apply to everybody or they don't apply to anybody. That make like the whole thing's like, well, everybody can do it, but white people. Like, not when everything's all could... uneven and fucked up, though. Well, so okay, so how so if Adele wasn't first of all, what culture is she appropriating? I, I wasn't clear on that. I'm gonna. Well, I know Jamaican was like the so it was like the flag on her bathing suit and i right, well, let's let's go with jamaican for the sake of argument then and say she's appropriating jamaican culture now she can't do that because she's a white woman what if she was a hispanic woman would it be okay she's still not jamaican but she's not white so she, like th these rules make no sense i'm i'm getting i'm fact checking myself here okay here we go the notting hill carnival that's where she was at an annual weekend-long festival founded in 1966 to celebrate the British Caribbean immigrant community and Black British culture in general was canceled this mm -hmm. year due to the coronavirus pandemic, moving its music and performances online. Um, here we go. Adele had to make an appearance to let you know it would have been car carnival time if the coronavirus hadn't messed up everyone's year. So that's... So she was going to a, f she was supposed to go to a festival celebrating that culture. So what the story is that I had read is she grew up in a community that had a lot of that population in it. So she grew up with a lot of those people. So she feels uh, like a emotional and social tie to that community. So to her, it's not like it. it it's not. I will say, you know, it's it's not like she just is showing up in this space randomly one day or something. And it's like, you know, <laughs> there, there, there's definitely more of a connection there for her than any random person. But, uh -huh. but it is like, uh, I think it is just, especially in these times, a cringy ass move. 
Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I think people, I, I think people should borrow from other cultures. That's what life is, is supposed to be about. How boring would it be if none of the cultures shared with one another their customs? Hey. Like, do you know, do you know how many black people I know that are huge anime fans? Yeah. Like. I mean, I don't, but I, yes. <laughs> well, I, I only personally know like two. <laughs> it's a whole thing it's a whole thing on the internet i see it they're like there's like communities of them you know uh-huh. huge anime anime fan communities and it's like well i guess technically only people from japan should be able to listen to that and you can make the argument well uh, i guess african americans have been historically oppressed so they can appropriate but they're like I, I, it's just uh, where, where how does it are, are japanese people allowed to listen to hip-hop like they're one of the few things that's like made people happy over the past few weeks has been that video of that kid listening to phil collins in the air tonight for the first time oh i haven't seen it but that sounds adorable well it's 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 amazing like and i've been on these these um reaction videos for a lot longer mm-hmm. they're, they're starting to get popular but there's this channel i like called lost in vegas mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. It's these two black guys and they're, they're like huge hip hop fans, but they appreciate other kinds of music mm-hmm. and they let their like viewers like submit things that they should listen to. So yeah. what turned me on to them is there's this episode where they react to hearing Megadeth's Holy Wars for the first time. And it's, it's just so much fun watching somebody who, who has no experience of that, getting to appreciate some for the first time and watching their like real reaction to it. And people are trying to like take that all away. Like, Oh, well no, no, white people have heavy metal black people listen to hip-hop chinese people listen to i don't even know what they listen to in china why are you Obama chinese right music, now? i guess <laughs> oh is it go- well I, I tell you folks have been <laughs> they've been listening to their music on the youtube and i gotta tell you that we will be on the right side of history hey you know what i think i think we just doubled onto our main event topic all right, everybody. So the main event topic uh, is what it sounds like. It is our more consequential debate topic, typically. And if you'd like to submit a main event topic, you can become a Patreon, a, a Patreon, a patron at the tier that allows that. Check it out. Uh, typically, we said these beforehand, but sometimes we just stumble onto a good one. We had another one planned, but I think we should just keep rolling with this because. It is a massive topic, and clearly Steve is all upside down about it. So we should... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but yes, okay. <clears throat> Would you like to continue on your rant? I just wanted to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. I just wanted. What was that? What was no, that? I just wanted I to put a pause in it there. Well, you were you were okay. you were talking about like, are we at a space now where people can't ap- just appreciate other people's cultures? You were talking about what you see in like the comic community or like anime, for example and and that that concept um i'm happy to respond to that or please continue uh let's 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 give it to you yes well i just have to say obviously first off as a white person uh pretty much everything that i'm going to say on this matter are things that i've i've learned in conversations with you know people in my life and things i've read and studied in like academics or like ethnic studies classes and everything so i by no I in no way am trying to come off as like the authority on this topic and I know no group of people is a monolith and everyone feels differently about it. With that being said, again, I do feel the main issue is when white people are doing it 
to the culture of people that they have fucked over, not literally, fucked over historically. That's the problematic, that's the really problematic part about it is the erasure, this concept of the erasure of a culture and then taking it for yourself as a white person. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it only it only counts for white people and everybody else can have fun. I don't know. I I don't <laughs> I don't know. Like I mean, I have my own opinions on like what I think the answer to that would be, but I I don't I have no idea. I don't know. Well, so so going back to to my earlier question then, assuming that Adele was not a white woman, but say she was Hispanic, but was still appropriating Jamaican culture. It's, well, like, what's I guess what's the hierarchy between Jamaican and Hispanic? Like, who 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 gets to who gets to be the villain in that scenario? First off, that's certainly nothing you and I are ever going to get to the bottom of, because <laughs> we are way too far removed from any of those experiences. Can we agree on right. that? Yeah, that's something I would never even want to get to the bottom of, the, of though. Like, I want I don't care what other people do. Like, if you want to do your hair way you like to do your hair you don't need to go through wikipedia and make sure it's okay first sure well i'll give an example that i think if i may give a different example because it's more personal to me and since i'm very self-centered it's easy for me to relate to it that way uh, <laughs> Who, who's appropriating you, ginger culture it's ba- <laughs> no not that <laughs> appropriating ginger culture yeah i just have beef with all of these like oppressive 70 year old women that are like is when I'll try it. <laughs> they just die there. <laughs> um, Get out of here. Yeah, no. No, what I was thinking is when I went to school at uh, at UCSD, there was this event called Sun God Festival, which in mm-hmm. itself is not a good name in terms of cultural appropriation, right? Sun Sun God. That's a reference to a very like... Uh, so, well, they're, they're, huh? they're teams, the Aztecs, right? No, that's San Diego State. Oh, Our team okay. is the Tritons, so we appropriate the ocean, which okay. is also being oppressed. But obviously, I'm just making jokes. Oh boy! <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah. So, so sun, sun god is kind of. You mean raw? Right. So, like, sun, sun god is like our unofficial mascot, sort of, on campus, uh-huh. largely because of this music festival. One of the reasons why that name alone is so offensive is because, you know, like you just said, it's it's this this concept of, you know, a set of beliefs that is typically embodied by like Native American people and indigenous people. And it's not like a Christian thing. It's not like a, a thing that's, you know, it's like a polytheistic thing. And clearly uh, UCSD doesn't give any shits about any sort of polytheistic community especially when it comes to the literal grounds that the school is built on is built on the on kumeyaay burial grounds and that's have you ever heard of this like issue Mm-mm. so ucsd Mm-mm. built on indigenous grounds took artifacts that they took from the earth when they like were building and unearthed things held on to the artifacts and refused to give them back to the original group they refused to give them back to the Kumeyaay people and it was like a whole lawsuit and it was a whole fucking thing. So there's all of that continuously going on. They have a festival called Sun God, number one, okay? And then we get to the part that's relevant to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at the Sun God Festival, 
before in college I used to do event planning so I I was part of the group that planned the festival and there was all of this work on creating like the rules I was also on student council creating the rules of like how people were supposed to conduct themselves at the festival because we had so many issues with literally everything like it was just a complete shit show so one of the rules that the council had put on the table was you're not allowed to wear headdresses and, w- and wearing headdresses is like a really popular thing at raves and music festivals. I don't know if you've like, I don't know how into the whole uh, Coachella scene, Steve, you are. I've, I've seen the sure, pictures. Sure, but yeah. geez, always usually white women, right? Wearing mm-hmm. these massive Native American headdresses, literally dancing drunk as fuck on the lands of indigenous people. And it's like, that's fucked up, right? Can we agree on that? I guess. I mean, do they even know that the lands are burial grounds? 100%. At UCSD, 100%. Yes. No, I'm talking about at Coachella. Oh, well, let's talk about UCSD because I'm not sure about Indio Valley, but I can only imagine that, yes, all of the land belonged to indigenous people. (laughs) But but (laughs) as for... That's kind of the thing, too. Like... I don't know. Well, did, did they know that was a burial ground before they started excavating? Um, I because I remember similar controversies when I was going to Hawaii. Like they're they're trying to build like a like a like a thermal uh, power plant or something, and they ended up excavating a bunch of like native Hawaiian artifacts. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know it was there to begin with. Yeah, and they've already broken ground on a five hundred million dollar construction project right so it is complicated right you know of course uh, i mean yeah definitely clearly it's complicated i'm not sure about the history of ucsd specifically what i do know is that when they found them and they were asked to return them they said no and then that caused like a whole legal battle that i think is actually still ongoing in some capacity but this is happening all over the country all the time, right? So it, it's, yeah. but yeah, that that discussion on council floor, it was like a fucking four hour long discussion just on the cultural appropriation law because rule law, LOL, we're just students. There's fucking no, no authority. That's real. But whether, whether or not it was going to be printed on the posters, essentially, that were like posted right. around the festival grounds. But there was a there was a person on council who was like really upset by this idea of banning headdresses and she was a white woman and I'll mm-hmm. never forget what she said and I'm so sorry to do this in her voice because I <laughs> I just have to do it. No, let it rip. But she raises her hand and she's like, "But what about like freedom of fashion? This is America. We have freedom of fashion and that's the argument that's like literally the only argument against it right i mean her phrasing is stupid as fuck but i mean it is america and you can wear whatever the fuck you want yes yes you can technically wear whatever you want but i guess for me it's like (laughs) her voice was (laughs) i i could i could fucking picture her yes i know that bitch okay let's not call her a bitch (laughs) Oh, I was just trying to yes and you. I, didn't know <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, I hate to do this. <laughs> I just roped you into that one. <laughs> that was my bad. I'm sorry. Um, oh, good. Okay. But, but 
but her saying that everybody everybody's like jaws just kind of like drops because it's like obviously there are no laws in america that ban what you can wear obviously but we're coming at this from a place that is a representative body that has constituents and people on its own council that are saying hey this is really fucked up it makes me really uncomfortable there's a lot of issues a lot of issues that already exist in terms of the erasure of our community on this campus specifically and in general can we just not do that can we just be progressive in that and like you know it's not like you're gonna get kicked out of the festival if you're wearing it it's just like please don't wear that you know um sure well i guess my question is who is this message coming from though it 100 so well not 100 but there's there's a bunch of different student orgs on campus that are like in solidarity with each other on a lot of these issues but we have like a native american student association there's this this one student association uh it was it was called sac <laughs> but generally it was the group it, it stands for students for affirmative action collective i believe uh but it's just like a group of underrepresented communities basically and underserved communities that stand in solidarity with each other on issues on campus of like all kinds typically as it relates to access and resources to university um or when you're there so that's why our university system is falling apart right there why 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 is it more resources going into like i don't know the chemistry lab sac gets like, hardly it, any money they get hardly like those kinds of groups get hardly any money from first off the money they get has to be given to them through bylaw votes that the council votes on so it's like completely student it's decided by the students it's all of that shit and the money that they get that goes to those programs is never the same pool of money that's giving money to like chemistry it's separate money sure yeah i know but the, <laughs> just in general universities they just keep growing and growing but they're not like hiring new like professors and expanding their labs they're just like oh here's a three hundred thousand dollar position for diversity administrator and then a whole department underneath that and it's just doing nonsense work instead of actually furthering human knowledge <laughs> but well, that's that's a whole separate a lot of the times <laughs> those positions come about from just wrapping it back around from horrifying instances of cultural appropriation like that's actually amazing you just brought that up also on ucsd at ucsd there was prepositions prepositions are hard i was gonna Propos prepositions preposition preposition starting with an a uh more about above right wait <laughs> some shit like that <laughs> um thank you my sixth grade english teacher uh but there was a incident that happened called the Compton Cookout. Did you ever hear about that? I think you told me about Probably. it. Probably. So a frat, multiple frats at UCSD, they had a party. It's the whole it's like the whole premise of the Dear White People movie and series. Not UCSA specifically, unfortunately this shit happens everywhere. But a frat, a group of frats, and then a bunch of sororities attended this party called the Compton Cookout. And mm -hmm. they said, come dressed as and acting like black people everybody they had fried chicken they had watermelon they had kool-aid everybody wore uh like dreadlocks people came in blackface they came in chains like jerseys pants like uh -huh. hanging you know like things 
um, things that are typically used to, in a very tropey way. No, I get it. It sounds racist. It's hella racist, okay? So that's, uh-huh. we can agree that's cultural appropriation and that needs to be shamed, right? That's, I don't even know if that counts as cultural appropriation. That's like cultural parody. I'm so glad you said that. It's the same, it's the same thing, I think. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah. Appropriation and parody would be the same thing. But when people use the term cultural appropriation and it'd be like, oh, a, a white girl wore a, a gi to her prom and she's appropriating Asian American culture. And it's like, maybe she just thought it was a pretty dress. Fuck off. You know? Right. That's different than what you're talking about. Like going in blackface. I mean, yo, 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 I'm comp. Like, get out yeah, of here. Yeah, I, I, I give you that. It is different. But it's. Uh, but you were you were tying that into the. Oh, like, yeah. So they did. So, six so they, they had that problem. It caused all of this shit on campus, obviously, because there was like massive counter protests just being or just protest general saying, hey, this is really fucked up. Please do something about this. Like punish them somehow. Do something. Well, was this event on campus? It was off campus at a party, but then what? Because campus money, like these institutions, like of frats and sororities, are super intertwined with money. Like the IFC Council, for example, like they're getting money from student funds. It's like it's still student funds that are going to this to these organizations. Oh, so- so student funds were funded the, the actual party? I can't say that directly because I don't know how they did their bookkeeping. Honestly, I'm sure that was part of their like legal pushback. They probably tried to say some shit with the numbers or whatever. But like mm-hmm. point being, they have a lot. They're so intertwined with the university in so many ways, as are their funds and how they operate. So the fact that they did that and then weren't facing any sort of repercussions from the university was like outrageous to people mm-hmm. and i think it's outrageous also and so there was a bunch of protests and then the protests escalated over this event and then people started hanging nooses around campus and it got really bad and it was like white nationalists and racists were coming out and there were other protesters that were coming out just in huge numbers and they had demands and one of their demands that ultimately wound up being met was this establishment of the equity diversity and inclusion office and that was like strictly created because of the efforts of the Black Student Union and SAC and the groups that protested against this act of cultural appropriation that had happened. So when you shit on like that position in those offices that are created and stuff, it I do. it truly comes number one from demands from those communities and number two to do work that didn't have an institutional, you know, home at all like at the university before i mean the university's role is not to be fucking babysitters to everybody's feelings it's to to prepare you for the real world and teach you necessary skills and advance human knowledge like half half these fucking kids don't even know what temperature water boils at but oh they 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 got a a a six-figure whole new department focused on diversity you know what water boils at 100 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Thank God you said that because I thought you were going to say yes to you and I was going to say no. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Uh, that's all. I, I, I mean, th- th- I obviously don't have a 
right what was what was it called a compton cookout, compton cookout? Yeah. yeah i mean don't do that but i mean if it, again if, it, if it's off campus and it's not directed by fucking university funds it's none of their goddamn business what any asshole throws a party off a of campus that's their private life and fuck off okay, but- if, i mean if they're if they're representing the school i guess sure but they're just having a I private party are, off campus. They are representing the school. That's what I'm saying. I don't they know. Exist are, are they because of the school? They wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the school. I'm sure. Then, then the school should cut their funding or something. But like, th- that that seems like because when you're just building all these administrative departments and 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 the czar of diversity and inclusion, and all that, all you're doing is just adding to the bill and adding to the bill and adding to the bill and that's that's why college costs a zillion dollars now because they don't actually build new labs and and, and and do like scientific research they just build huge fucking diversity administrations that that is so not true this office is like three people it's so that's one. That's that's one office though. I'm I'm just so talking about the, the If you look at UCSD, dude, that whole school is all research dollars. That's all that school is. Sounds like a good school then. Good for them. Because <laughs> that's what universities are supposed sure, to be doing. Sure, but universities are also supposed to provide spaces where people can come from everywhere and any background mm-hmm. and can contribute their dope fucking brains. To the betterment of society. And so when you have shit like that happen, or if you just have a campus in general where people don't feel safe and I don't want to hear your shit about a safe space, I'm saying like truly people will not. If I if I saw that shit, if I was if I was black and I saw that shit, I'd be like, fuck that school. There's no way in hell I'm going there. Right. So then when you look at it from the lens of, you know, a relatively selfish academic perspective, even that's detrimental to the mission of the school. You want to have a safe space where people can come and feel free to exist and work and contribute. There is no safer space on on the planet than an American university campus, though. There is no safer space in the world I get why you, than an American university I get why you campus. say that, and yes, 100%, the ideals, just ideals, yeah, like, ideals are lifted up and taught very much so in university spaces yes yeah and i'm just mean safety in general and and the the only the only people who aren't safe to express themselves on university campuses are conservatives that's where you're unsafe walk around walk around walk around fucking berkeley with a with a maga hat see how that works out for you then don't go to berkeley I thought it was a, a, an inclusion and diversity. You got everybody's gets a say, and we're exchanging ideas. We're, we've come full and, full. unless no, we've come full circle again. White fucking maggots haven't been oppressed forever. See what I mean? See what I mean? The rule you can't make the rules like well, it's yes, different you for can. white people. That is the rule. No, well, that is the rule. Not my rule. Well, no one gives a shit what you think anymore, Steve. <laughs> You're done. White men are done. <laughs> I know. I'm already canceled. I might as well, might as well revel in it. <laughs> revel in it. But no, I mean, it's like, of course, this is when I have to put my compromise hat on. Of course, I get, which is a literal hat that I have. Everyone that's not seeing, become a patron <laughs> to see the video stream. I'm just kidding. I don't have a hat. That was just a... <laughs> should, I, should I take off my contrarian hat? Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. But no. It's off. Go ahead. But no. Of course... I understand your argument fundamentally. That's like, if you're saying ideas should be able, well, that's the thing, I guess. 
ideas you're saying ideas should be able to be freely expressed like across the board mm-hmm. what i'm saying is people should be able to be freely living in those spaces when someone's hanging a noose that's not an idea that's a threat. yeah but no, nobody's defending hanging nooses that is a threat yeah that's, and that's- i don't know the specific incident you're talking about and i know there's been several of those uh on campuses around the country and most of them turned out to be hoaxes like trolls or something like- well, far left activists hanging nooses to say, look how racist our campus is. And I think that is so dangerous to say in the wake of like our whole history as a country. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jesse Smollett. That's one example. There have been others. There was the poop swastika. How many? <laughs> oh my God. The poop swastika. Okay. You heard about the poop swastika? <laughs> madhouse. That's- I don't. I don't. <laughs> Oh, that's different. There was was there one at Madhouse. There was a poop swastika at Madhouse Comedy Club. All right, hold on. Some... Wait, this is way too much. This is what are anyways. I don't want to cut your argument off. Well, Do I... you have a legitimate re- argument that relates to the poop swastika? Well, f- forget all that. The, the point is, yeah, like, yeah, you can't you can't hang nooses on campus, but it's not like that was allowed before. It's not like any any rule had to change to not allow people to. To hang nooses on campus. But what about when someone comes to the school that's a conservative speaker that mm-hmm. incites those kinds of acts? Maybe they don't specifically say them, but they create an environment that fosters comfort around those sort of racist ideas. Because that for sure happens. I, I completely reject that. No, the, people people need to take responsibility for their own actions. And and I don't know what speaker you're talking about in particular, but I know when Ben Shapiro goes to speak on college campuses, it's always met with protests and craziness. And say what you want about the dude. I don't agree with him on everything, but he's certainly not fucking alt-right. He's certainly not a Nazi, and he's certainly not promoting hate speech. Oh, but if somebody could interpret his speech that way and then go hang a noose, I guess we need to ban Ben Shapiro. No, because you could take that argument in any direction you wanted. It just depends who has the power at the time. If conservatives ever got power, they could make the same argument about liberal speakers. Oh, this might inspire somebody to be a crazy Antifa and smash windows. Like, no, people are allowed to speak. College is about hearing ideas. If you don't like the ideas, fucking deal with it and act like a goddamn adult if you hear something you don't like. And it's 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 really that simple. Like, college is supposed to be teaching people how to be adults, and it's just teaching them how to remain children for longer. I and rant. I think for your side, that was a great rant. <laughs> I just dis- I I'm in a weird position, right? Because like putting my brain into your brain, I see why you're saying it's a lot of space. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's a lot of empty space. It'll fit. I see I see why you're saying that. But even when you said like if the conservatives ever had power, the conservatives have all the power. All the conservatives, college campuses. all the conservatives are white men and they have all the power forever. Not on college campuses. You cannot tell me conservatives run college campuses. Not on co- that, no. Is, that is no, not on college. all the way. To- yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. But a college campus. I mean, you're kind of making the argument yourself. It shouldn't be treated as this isolated space. It should be treated as a space that exists in the country of the United States of America. Right. So, 
and that country includes conservatives and liberals and libertarians and green party and satanists and whoever wants to just don't break any laws don't hurt anybody and you should be welcome on a college campus to say and do whatever the fuck you want well you you know what i mean yeah (laughs) not literally but you know you know i do like sorry I do think a reason why a lot of these events wind up getting protested outside of their ideas just being really shitty, like some of the speakers, is that they're funded by student fees. So like a lot of the groups that would bring these speakers get money that like I would have paid into. Right. So for me, it's like, oh, well, fuck that shit. I definitely don't want my money going to that. And then like that in itself creates a huge problem. I get that argument, but that's. That's also, I mean, that's that's what you're paying the student fees for is because sometimes the university is going to invite guest speakers with a perspective you might be unfamiliar with and you might learn something. And one of those speakers might be someone you disagree with and then you learn even more why you disagree with them and you have a better understanding of why you disagree with them. But that, that's what the fees are for. It's supposed to fund speakers to come in. Is is not if, if the fees are only meant to fund left-wing speakers that you agree with, even what's the fucking point, really? Yeah. I would love to, like, think about this even more and have, like, 10 episodes on this because it really (laughs) – it just presents so many, like, questions and branches of discussion, right? Right. Because, yeah, it's like – I don't want a world where you're only allowed to say certain things, you know? That's not, like Mm – that's not freedom of speech. But I also want – a safe world and i really do think that that sort of stuff like causes harm a lot of the times and you can trace it back to those kinds of events sometimes but but yeah i know i know it is like a really hard i'm looking up and around and stuff because it's like i'm seriously thinking very hard about it because i get what you're saying well i guess that's that's a good place to wrap it up i guess yeah yeah <laughs> well we didn't fix anything uh but hey what so well, actually let's let's circle a real real quick back to adele um, oh yeah so how do you perceive what she was doing and like what do you think her intent was i think her intent was i feel a personal connection to this event in this population because i grew up around it and I miss that this thing isn't happening. And I want to give a little bit of like festive vibes to them through my platform. Since mm-hmm. the event can't happen. I think that's probably where her brain was at. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot different than where, because I mean, intent means a lot to me too. Cause I feel like the intent of those kids throwing the, uh, the Compton cookout party was like, <laughs> and this funny, we're racist. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I think uh, people don't take into account intent enough, but I guess that that's my final thought on that. Totally. I agree with you on that. It is way different. What Adele did versus what they did. 100%. She did She did look kind of fucking silly, though, didn't she? We hadn't even gotten to the point just, just objectively critiquing the look. <laughs> you look ridiculous! I mean, it looks... It registers like that in your brain because it's so far off from how someone from our culture would act or dress. It's like there's a reason why that sends off like a, wait, what? In your brain. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't realize when I first saw it, even like what culture she was appropriating. I thought she's she's just got a wacky haircut. <laughs> All right. Well, well, that's just more ignorant. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's what I'm saying. Bantu knots. <laughs> uh, Is that what they're called? What are they yes, called? Yes. B-A-N-T-U knots. And that's Jamaican? Uh, Bantu knots. This is where I am extra white. Let me get you the right answer. Bantu knots are the history of Bantu knots. Um, Okay. Bantu knots are a traditional African hairstyle that has been around for over 100 years. Bantu is a comprehensive term used to describe the 300 to 600 ethnic groups within Southern Africa that spoke the Bantu language. According to the South African uh, Africa History Organization, um, however, it is important to mention that Bantu-speaking people are not a homogenous group. In fact, South Africa History Organization discloses that there are over 100 million people speaking variations of the Bantu language in Southern and Central Africa who speak about 700 languages, including several dialects. There you have it. There you have it. Um, all right. I think this is. Been- I just I googled Bantu knots and it's just pictures of Adele. Oh no! God damn it! <laughs> See, <laughs> you know what? Maybe you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you might have flipped me at the last moment. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a great way to end it. Uh, this yeah. has been enough of two white people talking about this. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, to I disagree. Please follow us on Twitter at the I disagree pod and consider checking out our Patreon, patreon.com slash I disagree podcast. Steve, I love you. I love you. Be well. Hell yes. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>